our beloved chiropractic profession faces challenges like never before. These challenges come from not only outside the profession, but also from within. Hi, I'm Dr. Bobby Braille, and I've had the opportunity to see this profession as a practitioner, a teacher, an administrator, and a politician. In my over 40 years in chiropractic, I've just about seen it all. Join me on Cairo Rants for an honest and no-holds-barred discussion about all aspects of chiropractic practice, politics, education, and philosophy. We'll talk about subjects that most only want to whisper about, and we'll interview the leaders in our profession to get some straight-up answers. If you're looking for a politically correct chiropractic discussion, this is not the place. Welcome to Cairo Rants. Hi, and welcome to uh, this edition of, of Cairo Rants. I'm Dr. Bobby Braille, and today we're going to have a little discussion on a thing that I kind of think has been a myth in chiropractic. I, I've had this discussion with a few people over the years, and uh, uh, the concept of a volume practice. You know, where, where I come from and from my background, volume practices were a great thing, and I idolized people who had volume practices, but I was surprised um, to run into chiropractors over the years who thought that that was a bad thing. Uh, administrators or, or teachers or people in politics, uh, not necessarily in the same circle that I travel, who would say, for some reason, a volume practice is bad. It's not quality. You're not doing a service. And I always thought that was very odd. Uh, it just didn't seem right to me that you wouldn't want to see a volume of people. And for some people, the concept of what volume is differs. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And we have a, a special guest with us who I'm going to be introducing in a minute. Uh, but to give you a little background here, you know, I had the privilege of seeing a fair amount of people in my years of practice. I've had what people consider a volume practice, and it depends on your perspective. But uh, this gentleman here has had... Uh, the largest volume practice in the history of our profession. He, he doesn't want to talk about it much. He doesn't really go into the numbers much. Uh, but I'm going to do it to give you a perspective. You know, I, I believe there was a study done a number of years ago where the average chiropractor, according to the American Chiropractic Association, was seeing somewhere between 90 and 110 patient visits in a week. Um, which, by my standards, would be very small. And by certainly this gentleman's standards would be an hour, I would guess. But uh, to give you an idea, um, this gentleman's mentor was originally Clarence Gonstead. And, and people know who Clarence Gonstead is. They know the huge practice he had. Uh, but uh, this gentleman, our guest today, has surpassed that. Um, when people say, what is a busy day? Uh, just to give you an idea, his busiest day in practice ever. Now, to qualify this, he's a solo practitioner has been and is. There are an associates doing the adjusting. He's doing the adjusting. His busiest day in practice was 1,400 people. Now, the only time I've heard numbers like that are on mission trips when people go off into stadiums and adjust, but this is in a practice. His busiest week, just shy of 4,000 patient visits a week. So uh, we're talking some, some decent numbers here. And I want to bring in uh, an individual who has uh, set the bar for what a volume practice looks like. 
an individual who has shared his wisdom with, with thousands of chiropractors from the platform all over the world uh, through his Reach the World program, through his uh, Christ-centered chiropractic programs. Um, you know, this is an individual who is, uh, I, I am pleased to say, is, is not only a dear friend of mine, but also a mentor and a teacher. Uh, from the great state of Indiana and, and in Illinois at this point, uh, I want to bring you Dr. Rob Schiffman. Good afternoon, Rob. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Bobby. It's always an honor to be with you. It's always an honor to be speaking to uh, chiropractors. You know, that's my passion is to uh, help chiropractors uh, to increase their volume, to be able to help them to really receive the practice of their dreams. Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me here today. Uh, you're welcome. You know, let, let's do a little bit of uh, uh, history here on you. First of all, just to give people a background here, how did you get into chiropractic? Well, I had, uh, you know, I wanted to be uh, a surgeon, and I had a soccer injury. Um, I went up for a diving header, and I hit two guys in the head. I was knocked out. I was put into a coma. When I came out of it, uh, if I would look at people, they appear to be about 50 times of where they are, or, or, or that's what they look like, that, that many. And uh, the team that I had played for sent me to all kinds of doctors. Nobody can help me. And then I went to a chiropractor um, that we would call a principal chiropractor, and he gave me a specific scientific chiropractic adjustment on my atlas, and immediately my vision changed. It wasn't perfect, but it changed for the better. And after about a year of specific chiropractic corrective care, uh, my eyes were perfect, my cervical curve was perfect, and uh, I had a, a passion, a mission, uh, to be able to help people uh, through chiropractic. Um, you know, many are called, few are chosen. I feel really that uh, God has you know, called me into chiropractic through that injury that I sustained um, as a soccer player, aspiring, wanting to be a surgeon. Now, you know, truth be told here, you and I are good friends. We've known each other for a number of years. I've had the privilege of uh, speaking to you many times as your practice was growing and expanding. And uh, uh, you always were very excited about serving people and getting, you know, getting the masses under chiropractic care. Uh, tell us a little bit about your history with Clarence Gonstead. Most people don't know that, but you actually knew Clarence. You spent some time with him. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, what happened was, you know, I was going to a uh, chiropractic college that was uh, medical orientated, I would say. You can mention and, which one it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to uh, Northwestern, uh, an ACA school uh, in Minnesota. And, and uh, when I went there, I, I didn't know I, I wanted to go to that school because at the time, there were four schools that you can get scholarships for, not scholarships, but you can get money from uh, student loans. And one of them was uh, Northwestern. So I went to Northwestern, never been there before, went there, uh, was able to get some money for student loans. And um, when I went there, uh, everything that I was taught by the chiropractor who helped me, it was completely opposite. 
It was very medical, um, very uh, wanting to go into the medical paradigm, uh, less chiropractic, more medical. And I was kind of lost there for a few months. And then um, someone had told me about this guy, Gonstead, in, in Wisconsin, and I knew nothing about Gonstead. And usually to go see Dr. Gonstead uh, to his seminar, doctors came from all over the world. You couldn't even get a hotel in, in the area there because it was packed out. But there was a blizzard. There was a snowstorm. And usually it would take about, I can't quite remember, maybe four or five hours to get from the Twin Cities to Mount Horeb. And because of the big snowstorm, it took us 12 hours to get there, and hardly anyone showed up. And as a student, you can hear him speak for an hour, and then you would have to go into the other classes, the basic classes. And because of this blizzard, I was able to hear Dr. Gonstead the whole day but when I first heard him that hour, I was standing in the back of the room, and I just started weeping. It was, I just started weeping. It was just, a, I call it a, a God moment. And I said to myself, I knew, I knew that there was something better than the medical paradigm. I knew in the deepest of my core that chiropractic was the answer to health care. And then he came to the back of the room, and he pointed at me, and he said, come upstairs. And I went upstairs to the clinic, and I sat outside of the adjusting room, and there were records, and there was people, records, and I wasn't supposed to look at them, but I started to look at them. People from Germany, Israel, Latin America, they're from all over the world. I said, my gosh, does this guy see anybody from, from America? And then he had me to uh, follow him around. And it was incredible to see the people who were there with all kinds of serious health problems that were there for chiropractic care. And then at 2.30 in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, in the waiting room, there's 130, 140 people there. And then later on, um, in going back to the clinic, he invited me to his house. I stopped started the um, Gonstead Study Club at Northwestern, um, uh, at Life University, uh, which you know, became the largest Gonstead club uh, out of any college ever in chiropractic. And I was able to spend time with him at his house. I remember one time uh, he was eating, I was eating, his wife, Mrs. Gonstead, served us lunch, and he had his equipment the high-low table, the neat chest table, the cervical chair, the pelvic bench right there in his living room, and somebody knocked at the door. It was a farmer and said, Dr. G, because they called him Dr. G. Dr. G, uh, my heart, my heart's beating fast. My ticker, my ticker's beating too fast. Can you help me? And he sat him down, adjusted his cervical salus, and the man went away. And then someone else knocked at the door. And within 25 minutes, it was probably like 30 people that knocked at the door at his lunch getting chiropractic care. And we, as we sat there eating Wisconsin cheese on Wisconsin bologna and white bread. It's amazing, amazing. So, you, so that, that transformed my life. So you had an experience that, unfortunately, most students 
don't get to have is to see that kind of a thing taking place and those kind of patients coming in and seeing chiropractic. So uh, would you say that was at least the start of your passion for this thing uh, and to see masses of people as he did? Yes. Yeah, I knew there was no limits. I knew there was no limits at all. Now, uh, I know from knowing you personally that uh, your faith is one of your guiding, uh, uh, driving factors, your guiding uh, light uh, in, in uh, your practice, in your life. Uh, you are consistent in both your personal and your professional life. Um, you uh, co-founded uh, Christ-Centered Chiropractic. Tell us a little bit about that for a moment. Well, um, there's, there's a, a big need for that. Uh, I was, uh, we pray um, every week, and uh, I was walking on the uh, golf course, and the Lord laid it in my heart and gave me a name, the Christ-centered chiropractic, that Christ should be the head. And there's so many chiropractors out there that are, that, that, that have a void, that they're searching but they're missing an ingredient that can help them in their life, in their family, and in their business, in their practice, and literally for eternity. And through prayer, Dr. Ben and I developed um, a program called Christ Center Chiropractic, where we mentor doctors globally from all over the world. Um, We have um, events. We have one coming up uh, next week, and it's with Christ at the center of it all. Uh, Bible says that if Jesus be lifted up, all men and women and children shall be drawn. So what we're doing is we're lifting Jesus up in the chiropractic profession so that all children and women shall be drawn to the profession of chiropractic because in my opinion, I believe that chiropractic uh, really um, is God's healing profession and that it came from the Lord, and therefore, through it, we can literally cause a pyramidal healthcare shift throughout the world globally with Christ at its center. Now, when you say Dr. Ben, you meant Dr. Ben Lerner, who's uh, with you on yes. this program. Uh, going going yes. back to the volume for a second here, you know, I uh, years ago had the privilege of going to your clinic on a uh, what admittedly was a sleepy Thursday afternoon um, where you saw 285 people on that afternoon, just the afternoon, a sleepy Thursday afternoon. Um, and a couple of observations for people who are listening and, and thinking, I've never seen that in a month or, or a week or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I noticed a couple of things. First of all, it looked easy. It did not look crazy. It did not look difficult. Nobody looked overly rushed. Everybody went where they were supposed to go. They got their adjustments and left. Now, you are a a strict Gonstead practitioner, which means a minimalist adjusting. You don't move every bone up and down the spine. But it looked to me as if it wasn't difficult to do. It looked very simple. It looked easy. It looked flowing. There were just an awful lot of people coming in and out. is it difficult? I mean, the average chiropractor is having trouble even grasping the numbers you have seen. Is it difficult in your mind to see a volume of patients? No, it's not difficult. Um, you know, either we're going to prepare to win or we don't prepare and we fail, right? So 
what you saw happened way before the day even started. It's kind of like a football team or that's going to play in the Super Bowl. Uh, there was Kansas City. Uh, they played San Francisco a month or two back. And we did just didn't see the, the game. We, did, we, 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 we rather we saw the game, but we didn't see what it took to get to the game for Kansas City to win the Super Bowl or the World Series or the World Cup, whatever it may be. So what I so what I got to see was the end result of a lot of preparation that takes place earlier in your day to get to that point. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Well, preparation begins the night before, right? So the night before, um, I read something positive. I read my goals. I read the Bible. Um, I I pray. I close my eyes because where there's no vision, people perish. And I see my next day, my, I see my week, and I see the masses coming. I see new practice members coming in. I see the week as I would want the week to go to have the best week that I can have. And, and, and um, the Bible says that a day is a thousand years, a thousand years a day, saith the Lord. So time is in the individual's own, own mindset. So then in the morning, waking up early in the morning, you know, I'm a, like you, I'm an early riser, you know, up at 4.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock. And there I am again, same preparations the night before, praying, thanking God for the day, reading the Bible, reading something positive, reading a green book, reading, excuse me, closing my eyes and seeing the day as I would want the day to happen, plus exercising. We have to be physically fit. You, you know, there's so many people that have said, how could you do what you're doing at your age um, for so many years, over 40 years, your age, doing what you're doing? You know, I, I, all I heard was, you know, joints wear out. Well, that, that isn't the case. If we eat right, if we get adjusted, I get checked, get adjusted each week, checked at least if I don't need an adjustment every week. I exercise, you know, I do yoga, flexibility to keep the body in shape like an Olympic gold athlete. That should be our mindset, that God has anointed you and I to be a chiropractor to literally help humanity to become subluxation-free so that they can live a life full of health and their God-given potential. So, you know, we're not on a mission, but we are the mission. So preparation is, is key, and also to regress preparing the team the team has to be just as prepared as you are and we have to be together the scripture that says in psalm 133 that when brethren dwell together it's like oil dripping down the beard of Aaron that cannot be separated we want to be that tightly fit knit with our team that our team is not on the mission but they are the mission because we can't do it by ourselves we have to do it together as one unit as one principal chiropractic you know, one of the things you mentioned uh, uh, over and over again is specific scientific chiropractic care. And I know there are those detractors in chiropractic who say you can't see that many people and be giving quality care. You know, who would want to do that? And I always relate it to a restaurant. You know, if you go to a restaurant and there's nobody there, you start to question the food. If there's a waiting list of people trying to get into that restaurant, you know, it's probably pretty good. 
So the idea of it not being quality is a little bit absurd. But I remember years ago as you were growing the practice, and of course then you were drawing criticism only from chiropractors because the patients were obviously loving you. They were sending in people like crazy. But uh, one of the things they said is, you know, uh, that can't be quality, it can't be good time. And I believe your staff did a, a survey back then, a one-question survey, how long do you spend with the doctor each visit? And if I remember correctly, the patient's answer was 8 to 12 minutes, even though in clock time, as I was there timing it at about 40 seconds, you know, it was clock time a lot less. But in their real-time consciousness, they felt they were with you for 8 to 12 minutes. Um, explain how you can get that real-time consciousness to be able to see those many people and not make them feel like you're rushing them in and out. Well, first of all, it's, it, again, it's, it's, it's a team effort. That's number one. And then it's that present-time consciousness that when... I'm there, or you're there, with that practice member, is that we are one billion percent there with them. They feel that. They feel the presence of that. Then eye contact, the eyes are the windows of the soul. When we look into their eyes, I always look at the back of the person's eyes to be in that present time consciousness. Then being one with the bone and literally seeing the vertebrae move before the bone moves. And I had heard that from Dr. Gonstead. I had heard that from Dr. Sigafus. See the bone move before the bone moves. And then, the, then there's signage on the wall that says that my job is focus, concentration, and your job is relaxation and quietness. And when we combine that together, there's that effect that number one, the that like BJ said, the adjustment with something extra, but somehow, somewhere, some way, they feel that time is increased, and there's a presence of an increased amount of time when you combine all that together, and there's also in, in there's also uh, different uh, literature. Uh, videos, um, you know, now, now, now you know, uh, you know, your company, people seeing videos and literature from that you know that helps them to gain an experience. It's an experience. It's not just that they're there and they receive the specific chiropractic adjustment, but each time they come in, it's what I call a chiropractic health experience, a C-H-E, chiropractic health experience, that we as a team try to attain to as best as we can each visit that the practice member slash patient comes in. Now, just a little logistics for those who are out there and are still trying to wrap their head around this. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, the level that you're at for, especially like a student who's never even been exposed to that being possible, um, how many staff do you have on a given time and how many adjusting rooms? A little bit of logistics, your square footage of your clinic, just, just to give people an idea that it's not something that's out of reach. But Because but, I know what it is, but explain to the, the listeners what it is. Yep. 
Well, in uh, the the office uh, in South Bend is a uh, two thousand, probably about twenty two hundred square foot. Uh, the upper level, then there's a bottom level, but that's not used for uh, patients. That's used for storage, and then uh, for team. Uh, now we recently switched to a software system that has change that but before that um the number of staff would be three and a half people so to see hundreds of people a day you have three and a half staff people who are helping you and you're the only doctor in the building is that correct correct you know i mean i some people will find that amazing i remember back in the day when we were seeing our numbers which were nothing like yours we had like eight people working in the place. I was still the only adjuster, but had way too many. We since uh, found ways to, to bring that back to a, a reasonable level. But, uh, you know, here you are running through your clinic, seeing people, you know, taking care of the masses. You know, if you had a word for a student or an aspiring doctor relative to the idea, because, you know, there are still going to be those who are afraid of making a commitment to going for a volume practice. You know, uh, one of the models in chiropractic is, oh, add things to your practice. Add therapies, add uh, uh, massage, add nutrition, add all these other things to your practice. I know from your practice, and obviously anybody else who would know, seeing that kind of volume, what you're doing is chiropractic adjustments, period. I mean, you're doing the exams, the x-rays, and the education, but the only real service you're giving to people for the care is an adjustment. Explain to the students and to any doctors who are thinking about this how they should get their mind and how they should get themselves to get to where they want to do or try to do what you're doing. Well, first of all, you have to have passion for the technique or system of chiropractic. All chiropractic systems work. Uh, chiropractic is a science, art, and philosophy. So my art is Gonstead, you would say. So... Your art could be upper cervical, could be activator, could be, uh, I think it's called TRT, whatever that may be. Find an art in chiropractic that you are so passionate about that fills your purpose. You see, that, that, that's, that's, that's number one. And then num- number two is, is that, you know, the fields are white with the harvest. The laborers are few. And uh, Dr. Sid Williams would say that many times at Dynamic Essential. The fields are the labors are few, so there's few of us. And if there's only whatever amount it may be, if there's even 10% or say there's 20% of people on planet Earth that go to chiropractors, there's 80% that don't, that are subluxated, that are not living the full God-given health potential right so so it's having a passion it's having a desire it's having something within you that you would do even if you weren't even paid for doing it that's how passionate you have to be in the art of chiropractic that you will choose to 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 do and 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 then you know it builds faith builds 
Uh, to each one of us is given a measure of faith, but it builds. The more people that you see, the more you're going to have more faith in the principle of chiropractic and chiropractic alone to know that with that alone, you'll be able to see the, the masses. And what I have is, and reading the books, there's a book uh, by Dr. D.D. Palmer, The Science, Art, and Philosophy of Chiropractic, and I believe that every chiropractic student and aspiring chiropractor needs to read that book, and that will help them to understand the message of chiropractic so that they can remove the blockages off of their mind that they can and are able to see a high-volume practice. Okay, well, Rob, uh, I want to thank you for sharing with everybody who's been on, uh, listening to this podcast uh, today. Uh, you know, you've been an inspiration to me and I know to thousands of other chiropractors who, who have realized that, you know, the bar has been set. Um, you know, for years, if you're in school, the bar is set pretty low. When you get out, and I know going to DE, that raised it up quite a bit. I remember Dr. Sigifus was the high watermark at that point, and then uh, now you've come along and smashed that goal, and it's well above that. So uh, I want to thank you for sharing, for being a leader, for being a mentor, for or being a, a solid guiding light that people can aspire to in chiropractic, and, and I'm hoping you continue to share your wisdom, your knowledge, your passion, your faith with other chiropractors to help the, the profession grow, help chiropractors grow, and ultimately to serve the masses, because I know that's what you're about, uh, and I know that's what uh, most chiropractors would love to be about and get more into. So I want to thank you for being here. you have any uh, closing words for the folks who've been listening? Well, one, 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 one quick word is that uh, if you go into the hospital, and I do this so often, with my team, we go into the hospital to the emergency room and we actually, we call it a team meeting, but it really isn't. And we just sit there for a while when it's crowded and we see all the sick and dying, crying people that are there. And we just sit there maybe 20 minutes and then we leave. And that has a great impact on us as a team to know that if it is to be, it's up to you and me to go out there to the highways and byways to remove subluxation from a sign crying dying humanity that needs you and I so so much. Um, I love chiropractic, love Dr. Bobby Braille, and I love Evelyn. Thank you so much for having me here and expressing my love for this amazing healing profession. Well, thank you, Rob, for being with us, and uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of uh, Cairo Rants. Thank you for listening to Cairo Rants. Subscribe for free and listen to insightful, truthful, and hard-hitting discussions with some of the biggest names in chiropractic. Cairo Rants is sponsored in part by Now You Know Online and in-office educational services. Learn how to expand your educational outreach to your patients and your community at www.nowyouknow.net. The opinions of Cairo Rants are exclusively those of Dr. Braille and do not reflect the opinions of any associations, groups, institutions, or sponsors mentioned in these podcasts. This has been Cairo Rants.